Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome to another edition of Russell and Medhurst as we come to you live on a Tuesday morning, 301-230-0980. Normally, the sport of football provides us incredible amounts of entertainment. Last night, however, our theatrical gladiators, as we watch them, were humanized in a way that none of us ever want to see as defensive back DeMar Hamlin went down for the Buffalo Bills, suffering from cardiac arrest. Amazing response by first responders on the scene to quickly identify what medical care was needed, literally life-saving medical care within literally minutes on the field, something we don't normally see at an NFL game. Normally it's the trainer running out there and asking a guy, hey, what's the matter? But that wasn't the case last night. Chris Russell's on the other side of the board. Matt Essig on the other side of the glass. I'm Pete Methurst. Welcome into another show. Chris, normally our open is upbeat. We're talking about a great Monday night football game from last night. Two of the best in the league scheduled to go at it. And yet what we come away with is prayers and really the emotions of football last night squelched immediately. And the NFL, amazingly, thanks to the coaches involved, Zach Taylor, Sean McDermott, doing the right thing and not even attempting to try and resume that game last night because I think we all sat there we were all waiting no matter how long the delay was going to be we were waiting for that game to restart because you knew that's kind of what the NFL in years past would have been that's what it would have been we've got to restart this game this is Monday night football cooler heads prevailed it allowed players to grieve as brothers in the locker room and afterwards, and you saw what over 1,500 players around the league with all of the players coming together via social media in that connection, and certainly the Bengals and Bills on site coming together and doing what they could to try and pray and provide support to DeMar Hamlin and his family last night. Yeah, I mean, what what you saw last night is not even – I mean, we have seen some horrific injuries in the sport – I'll always remember when I was a kid, young man, early teen, I guess, Dennis Bird of the New York Jets. You know, we've seen some horrific injuries. Joe Theismann, obviously, on Monday Night Football with Lawrence Taylor at RFK. Alex Smith, just a couple of years ago. We've seen some horrific injuries. I don't want to compare injury to injury because it's hard to compare injury to injury. When a young man who's what, 24 years old, collapses after making what looked to be an innocuous tackle, a seemingly normal routine tackle, when he stands back up and he literally collapses backwards like he, unfortunately, had been shot. When you see that type of thing, then you see the ensuing response, and like you said, medics on the scene right away. When you see... The fact that he was down on the field 
for, what, 16 minutes or whatever it was by the time they were able to get him off. And as we found out now after statements released by the Bills and uh, I believe the NFLPA, that his heartbeat was restored while on the field. Mm -hmm. And you think, like for those of us watching at home, we were like, well, wait a second. You know, normally you see a, a stretcher come out and you see, you know, a player lifted onto the stretcher and they're carried off and the crowd goes bonkers and everybody's given a thumbs up and, you know, whatever. And, and, and the first thing you worry about is movement of the spine and the neck and all that. We didn't really see that. Well, now we know why we didn't see it. And if you watch the video of it, you see why you didn't see it because there was no oh, like collision from the hip, normal, typical football injury, Pete. It was make a tackle, the Bills' leading tackler, a guy that is, again, born to tackle, tough guy from Pittsburgh, and he just collapses. That's something we don't see. And to see how long it took to get him off the field and to get him out of public view was horrifying. But now we know why, because he was in cardiac arrest. His heart stopped. And I just hope right now he's in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. I I know he's been intubated and all that. And I'm not a doctor and I'm not trying to play one. I just hope not only A, that he makes it, but Pete, I hope that the lack of oxygen from what happens when your heart stops. Sure. You know, and unfortunately, I went through this with my stepmother in, in, in March, and I'm not trying to compare the same thing, but, I, I, you know, she went into cardiac arrest. She was without oxygen for, I believe, it was like seven or eight minutes or something like that, and she never regained really consciousness after that. And I say that not to scare anybody, but the reality is, yes, even though he's in critical condition, yes, even though he's, we think, somewhat stable and he received oxygen and they were able to restore his heartbeat, I do hope, pray, and I'm not a big prayer, I got to be honest with you, I do hope that he didn't lose so much oxygen to his brain that he can live a no- forget about football forget about the game that's yeah, inconsequential now i just i just hope he can live a normal life that's what we're dealing with here and the thing too last night and i mean 25 years ago chris the only thing you might have been able to do would be like physical chest compressions right right um you know locally here, we had a young man, George Boriardi, who went to the Landon School, played lacrosse at Cornell. He took a shot right in the chest, died, because the shot hit him right in the chest right. at the right time. Right. Uh, Commodio cardis, I believe, is the uh, term uh, you know, for something like we're describing, like last night, like with George Boriardi. But it was a movement like that, that even down through the high school level now, you know where my kids go to school. They have an AED sitting in the field house, ready to go mm-hmm. in case something happens. So you can provide instant medical care mm-hmm. if necessary for something like that. Because we just never assume. We never. We never assume. There's no way a, a you know a, a player is going to have cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. But you know we look at even the age of some of our officials out there. Yeah. Scott Boyle, 2004, I believe it was, at Navy, 2003 or 2004, uh, died on the field as we're playing Georgetown. And, again, doctors at that time, uh, as late as 1998 at Navy, in case stuff like this happened, knew that we've got to get this technology out to the field. We've got to have this in our stadiums just in case. Mm -hmm. And... I think about if that was not available to him last night and we're simply beating on his chest and trying to do CPR that way without any other way to try and shock his heart, restart his heart, in, 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 as we know what uh, that equipment can do and how much faster it can be. I, I think about that. If that's not there, you know, what type of story we're talking about 
this morning. And, you know, you just you just hope that our medical people, uh, you know, quick reacting like they were last night on the field. And you're hoping that that time that they took get get the job done to help save his life. And as you mentioned, hopefully who cares if he puts on a football helmet anymore? Nobody cares. Yeah, it's not even that, that. That's not even, you know, and, and there are other things we'll get into at some point. I mean, the fact that we're, we were some people were talking about restarting this football game last night. We're talking about a guy that might die on the football field. Yeah, please stop. It's just um, insane. Before we get to Jeff in Vienna, who uh, is a Bengals fan, was mm-hmm. at the game last night. He's on hold. Jeff, hang in there. I, j- I just want to say. What you just said, people were, you know, supposedly there was this five-minute warm-up window Which that Troy the team— Vincent he, has refuted absolutely. allegedly this morning. So. I hope, I hope that the NFL did not have to be convinced into making this decision or, or poked or prodded. I hope they led and said, guys, no way. We're not playing. We I, saw it, Zach no Taylor. Who, we saw Zach Taylor on the phone yeah. in the tunnel. Right. So— Zach and Sean had to have told whether it was Roger, Troy, somebody from the league. Right. They had to tell them we're not going back out on the field. Yeah, we're not. But, putting but, but our my teams question back is: is did they need that prompting, or should the NFL have recognized the situation right away and said, "Look, we're not going to play this game." I don't know what happened with the five-minute warm-up window that Troy Vincent, you just mentioned, is disputing. Whatever, it doesn't matter at this point. They did the right thing. Whoever said it whoever got it got it done the absolute wrong thing to do would have been to restart that game and force players on both sides to play that game and quite honestly i know america probably lost out on a premier matchup and espn lost out on this and that listen i got it i understand that that part stinks nobody wants to see that but that's all so secondary, if not tertiary, uh, and fourth and fifth down the line in terms of importance. Obviously, Hamlin's health, number one. But, you know, as as several people have pointed out and, and as I've thought about, the mental health and the emotional health of his teammates and the rest of the Bengals but it's what, just I mean, as hey, important, too. Right. What about T. Higgins, who was involved yeah, in the play? I mean, absolutely. They're going to be forever linked, right. however however this can works out. And, right. And, again, you're hoping like hell for both DeMar Hamlin and you're hoping for T. Higgins as well. Yeah. Because right, I think you don't want to be associated. That's, right. that's the part of the other side we don't see. There's another player involved in right. this. Not that who, T. Higgins did anything wrong. No, 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 no. By but, any but means. He's, he's the other player right, right. involved exactly. in this. Exactly. In this collision, exactly. which, let's face it, it's, it's, it's every, that's, that's what uh, the world is talking about today. And, and I don't necessarily think we're, you know, y- you, you have to take T's emotions into it as well. And just as every player that tweeted something last night, I t- we talk about it all the time, Chris. These are the 1,500 of the greatest athletes in the world. And as I said, they're they're theatrical, gladiator-like figures Mm -hmm. because the NFL is still the single greatest entertainment we have out there. And for this to occur, how many athletes today are thinking, that could be me? Sure. And there will be some that... And, and again, these guys at times feel like they're indestructible. Football players, athletes as a whole, feel like they're indestructible. But this can happen to anybody. I'm sure you're always thinking your career could end in a snap of yeah, a finger, Yeah, but you're, you're right? thinking it's because some guy comes in exactly. low and tackles you and falls on your knee and you tw- you know tear your knee up or something like that. You're never thinking nobody ever your ass- life. Right. Nobody ever assumes you're going to have right. cardiac arrest of right. some sort. Right. And look, as, as you know, with as many – as many football teams and players play the game, the the odds of this condition happening are astronomical, absolutely astronomical. That that something like this, you know, you know, getting hit in the chest at that one specific moment, right, where it can trigger this. I mean, the, the odds are astronomical, but they're not impossible. I mean, unfortunately, we've heard, and they don't get the national attention that they deserve. I guess, um, you know, in high schools and smaller college programs, sure. 
uh, kids, you know, in in running and conditioning, heat stroke, uh, you know, heart attack, what you know, unde- undiagnosed or undetected heart something or other, and they and and they pass away at 18, 19, 17, 16, what have you, whatever the case case is, and whatever the situation is, but we because we never see it play out like this on camera. Because we don't see it play out in an NFL game. Again, we have seen dramatic and critical injuries. Again, nobody knows that more than the organization we talk about every day. Every day. We've seen it play out. But we also see the stretcher come in, come out, or the cart come in, come out, roll the player off, and the game goes on. This is such an absolute different level. All right, let's go to the phones. Jeff in Vienna, our man, was there on the scene and Jeff look you've been to I mean you've been to thousands of athletic events uh over the course of your life you know and I can't imagine you know and and I think even last night we saw you know from the Bengals fans in the stands you know their sensitivity uh to the moment they realized uh seemingly uh what was going on very quickly that this was not your normal injury to a player on the field, what did you see? Well, so my seats are in the end zone um, down by the Bengals tunnel. And, you know, the I don't know if it came through on TV how loud it was at the start of that game. But, you know, we win the toss. We take the ball. Joe is just throwing dots all the way down the field for a quick score. And then, you know, they come back, kick the field goal. And then, you know, the guy gets hit. He stands up and he kind of just – fell backwards and slammed his head pretty hard on the ground. He almost fell on top of Mixon. And Mixon did a little bit of the LT thing. He's like, hey, 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 look at this guy. He's pointing at the ref. Look at this guy. And then everybody comes out, and, I mean, who knows what's going on, you know, and then all of a sudden the Bills players just started freaking out. I mean, we couldn't see anything that was happening on the field. But all of a sudden those guys just fell apart. And the whole stadium was, I mean, it went from nine jet engines to a library in about 15 seconds. In yeah. There. So, which is a, um, which is appropriate. You know, when, when did you guys in the crowd realize how, I, I mean, obviously you realize how serious it is by the, the rush to attention, but when, like, uh, when, when do you watch, do you watch it on Twitter? I guess I, I imagine they weren't showing it on the video board, right? Oh, no, no replays. I was texting everybody that I could, and I have NFL Plus, so I quickly turned on, and they went away from Aikman and Buck pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden you start to hear this buzz in the crowd, CPR, CPR, CPR. Oh. And I'm like, come on, stop speculating. you know. And, and then all of a sudden it, everybody knows he had CPR. And you know, the, the one comforting thing for those of us who grew up in Cincinnati – is the UC Shock Trauma Center is one of the best in the world. Um, you know, that's where Ryan Shazier went after he hurt his back in right. the Pittsburgh game a few right. years ago. And the one comforting thing is, you know, he, he's absolutely getting the best carry can. And I guess Diggs ended up taking an Uber up to the hospital last night or something like that. And, and some of the guys got on the plane and went home. Some of them are still there. Um, I just, you know, you got to pray for the guy. Um, it it really and you're right oh we got to start the game again and the the Bengals were back out warming up burrow was throwing balls on the sideline i don't know if they caught that on tv um somebody did tell them to go back out and start warming up and then i i think zach and uh the bills coach just said you know there's that one video of, of burrow and josh allen hugging each other and the look on Josh Allen's face was like, "Ooh, nah, they're they're not playing this game tonight. That's for sure." I mean, you know, again, you were there. How quick did you see? I mean, look, as we described earlier, you know, when a player goes down, normally it's the you know one or two trainers running off of the sideline to get out there and and see what's wrong and everything. But you know, from your perspective, I mean, when did you see like the rest of the medical people? the people that you don't normally see running onto the field. How fast did that occur? Oh, like I said, Mixon was waving at the bench. He's like, get over here now. And I think at first, you know, for the first few seconds or whatever, it was your standard, you know, the trainer and somebody else. 
And then, like, instantaneously, everybody came flying out of the woodwork. And they had that stretcher on the field within, like, three minutes, and then they backed the ambulance out of the tunnel. And you're like, oh, no, this is really, really not good. And then I guess his mom ran down from the stands and climbed in the ambulance with him. And uh, there was, was, uh, you know, again, once that buzz about CPR started going through the crowd, there was you you could have heard a thousand pins drop in that place last night and they put a sign up they put the sign up on the scoreboard game is postponed or can't postponed or delayed we'll have a, an answer for you at some point in time and every you know all the people around us are like well i don't want to sit here if they're going to play the game tonight nobody wants to play the game right. so and and whether they replayed or not really doesn't matter to me whatsoever, and certainly not before we find out if this guy's going to be healthy or not. Jeff, appreciate the perspective. Thanks, Jeff. You know, uh, obviously yeah. we usually talk to you about you know much happier things, and um, appreciate the perspective of being there because uh, it had to be a surreal moment, not only for the players but everybody watching. Like you said, like you said, and I obviously you know I was watching the beginning of the game. That place was insane. I mean, it, it felt Oof. like it felt like AFC Championship game like atmosphere uh, there last night. And, and the, the thing that came up was like uh, I don't know, fifteen, twenty years ago on opening day for the Reds, uh, the home plate umpire died of a heart attack, like in the bottom of the first. Oh, minute. I remember that, and John John McSherry. My, my, yeah, I was at the game with my brother, and my brother's like, oh, man, this is exactly like what happened on opening day, mm. you know? And, again, I'll just say, hey, the guy's getting the absolute best care that he possibly can. I'm not a Twitter doctor. I'm not going to speculate on anything. Uh, we'll, we'll wait for the reports to come out and uh, just pray that he gets a full recovery. Jeff, Thanks, appreciate Jeff. you, pal. Thank you. Yeah. You got it. Jeff in Vienna, who obviously a diehard uh, Cincinnati Bengals fan yeah. and is out goes out to a lot of the games yep. here from his home in Vienna national season ticket holder I mean Jeff Jeff goes to a lot of sporting events you know uh, was at the SEC championship game last right. week so he sees it from you know so many different angles but uh, I mean I can't even imagine what it must have been like uh, and and much respect to those fans in yeah. Cincinnati yeah we know there are fan bases that are not as forgiving in times like that well uh in the past there's a lot of th- yeah but, it's a really good point and i sort of witnessed one of those examples different circumstances here in washington the other day i mean i'll share some details on that when we come back um but there jeff is the perfect person not only because he was there but because he's mature and he's responsible and he's not a meathead who is swiggling beers and, you know, and, and drunk off his ass uh, and upset that his beloved Bengals didn't get sure. to play a game and prove their medal and all this stuff. And what does it mean? Unlike Skip Bayless, who might be the only freakazoid out there that is more worried about when the game is going to play and, and what it means and all that, as opposed to, you know, what actually happened and what it means, what it means. It's not only about last night. It's what it means moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Let's take the break. Uh, we'll come back get more of your calls. You know, as you observed it last night, I mean, all of you that call in here, you're all NFL observers. You watch these games. As I said, you watch these theatrical gladiators come into the arena every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, whatever the league is playing now. And they give us amazing athletic feats all the time. And yet last night we saw just how vulnerable even our amazing athletes can be because the human body is still the human body, whether you're wearing a football uniform or not. It's Russell and Medhurst. We're off and running here on a Tuesday morning. Your perspective's at 301-230-0980 on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Your thoughts as you observed it last night, because it's something we don't normally observe. Like Chris said, we're, we're used to people being alert, the thumbs up, no matter how catastrophic the knee, the ankle, the hip, the arm, the shoulder, even potential neck injury. We're we're so used to seeing that player either sitting up or even while being carted off, you know, giving us that thumbs up. So we know, we know at least there's response and that they're okay. We rarely see our heroes taken off the field where they're not conscious and they're fighting for their life. It was such a rarity last night with, with what we saw. And, you know, it's a unique perspective that, no matter what the sport, you know, Chris brought up the John McSherry, uh, you know, example. As I said, I was broadcasting a lacrosse game where a referee passed away, the great Scotty Boyle. George Boriardi, young man from the nation's capital, went to the Landon School, hit in the chest by a lacrosse ball during a game, passing away. It's examples like that that have made our sports stadiums better equipped for these types of emergencies and that type of medical care being available, you know, probably, and, you know, you're pulling like heck that, you know, DeMar Hamlin uh, pulls through here. And if indeed, you know, those minutes could have, could have been so valuable in saving his life and giving him a chance to fight through this, uh, because 25 years ago on an NFL field, if this happens, the odds were the odds would certainly be against him, uh, without question. But kudos to our first responders who go unappreciated, because their job every day they're expected to save lives. They're expected to run into burning buildings. They're expected to defend you against people trying to you know literally at times shoot at you. Mm-hmm. And our first responders step up. You know, every single day. And kudos to those who stepped in last night and and did everything they possibly could to give this young man a chance uh, to to continue living. You know, you mentioned uh, before we went to break the crowd and how they handled it. We got a firsthand perspective from Jeff. Again, obviously not the same situation. But when 
I don't know if we got to this yesterday. I was horrified by this. When Jonathan Allen was down on the ground on Sunday, and again, knee injury, not the same. Clearly not the same situation. I am not trying to make it the same situation. Just relaying my perspective. You don't always get from the crowd what you got at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati last night, which was immediate silence, as Jeff explained, and you could see it on TV. Horror, shock, uh, people not throwing anything, people not booing the decision not to play football again, so on and so forth. On Sunday, and again, let me be clear, it's not the same situation. But just to relate something, on Sunday with Jonathan Allen down on the ground for a couple of minutes and ultimately suffering some sort of knee injury, I don't know how serious it is, the fans at FedEx Field were, were, were chanting for Taylor Heineke. I mean, literally, they broke out in a Heineke, Heineke, Heineke. When Jonathan Allen, their best defensive player, and arguably their best player on the roster, was down on the ground. Now, again, I don't think anybody thought at that time it was anything more than a traditional football injury. But my point being is, it's not to criticize the Commanders fans. It was not a good look. And somehow it's kind of escaped criticism, but this is meant more towards a kudos and a tip of the cap and a respect to those at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati last night, our buddy Jeff, and Bills and and Bengals fans and NFL fans outside of, again, Skip Bayless and all of his stupid antics, for understanding the proper way to view this. Yeah, Anybody that's upset that football wasn't played again last night because you had a a bet because you wanted to see more you know this great matchup listen go kick all the rocks god forbid it affects as skip said this has serious playoff implications yeah. who cares skip go the kick guy. all the rocks skip the guy might die i mean here's a guy here's a guy that's been involved in this for years he's been he's been a journalist he was obviously a writer for many years before he became a gazillionaire Using electronic media. Yeah. Before he became the not-so-talented Howard Stern of sports talk. Even I can't believe Skip was stupid enough to do that and to say that last night. I mean, it was just read the room. Understand the moment. Nobody. There was nobody. Skip was the only person I saw in all of these forms of social media last night that even remotely you know, had a take like that. And also, the people at ESPN last night were put in an impossible situation. Yeah. Yeah. Our local guy, Scott Van Pelt, crushed it last night. Ryan Clark crushed it last night. Booger McFarlane crushed it last night. Put in an impossible. I mean, it, look, I mean, we talk about sudden change defense during the course of a football game. You talk about sudden change television last night. Yeah, we're Scott and them are prepared all you know for the post game. We watch it every Monday night. We watch it after every Monday night game. I watch Scott go through the routine, talks with Joe, talks with Troy, you know, talks with a player, talks with a coach, somebody. All of a sudden, they went into reporting mode, you know, serious reporting mode, just like you would at a news event. And all of these people, Lisa Salters. Uh, Coley uh, Harvey at the hotel, Ben Baby, or at the hospital, Ben Baby at the hospital. You know, Joe and Troy handled this with delicate care on the air. When really, what are you know there's not much you can tell the public other yeah. than recount what has happened, but having to remain sensitive to it? I, I was so sad I had to turn it off. I'm just being honest. The, like, a- after the game got canceled... I watched Schefter, Susie Kolber, and Booger mm-hmm. in the studio, and they could hardly – I mean, they were trying their best to be professional. But, but Booger – but the, the the thing is, Booger and Clark offer perspectives, yeah. especially with Ryan. Ryan had a unique oh, sure. experience sure. in his NFL career with his body. They offer perspectives that the rest of us, oh, none of the reporters can bring as people who are players – who played this game, understand the violence of this game, but also understand, you know, the 
in this case, how quickly things can change for you. And we talk, I mean, I talk about Ryan's podcast all the time that I enjoy, that they've done a great job with. I think Ryan Clark has just crushed it here in his after playing career. I think he's terrific on TV. But when you're talking about football, that's one thing. But I thought the perspectives that he and Booger McFarland were able to bring last night and the reporter mode that Scott Van Pelt, Lisa Salters, and, and the rest of their crew, you mentioned, you know, obviously Susie and Schefter as well, they, they went to a different type of show knowing that you're on the, we don't have anything else to put on the air right now mm-hmm. for the next two hours until we get to the 11 o'clock sports center. Mm-hmm. You're our TV. And, and from our medium and, and colleagues in our profession, I, I just thought they were awesome in one of the most difficult times ever. It's easy to talk about, oh, this was a great game. You know, look at the quarterbacks in this game. They were fantastic going back and forth and mono and mono for four quarters. But last night, the occasion like last night shows you their brilliance and why they are where they are. Okay, we all want to be on ESPN. We all want to be. I mean, a guy like me, we all want to be Joe Buck. Right. But those people last night showed you why they're the best at in our craft. They're there for a reason. And last night, they showed you why they bring brilliance each and every week. Scott Van Pelt's as good as we have in any studio capacity. You name the sport, Scott Van Pelt smokes it. I mean, and last night showed you even greater skill that we don't normally have to see Mm -hmm. from those people. Let's get some more perspective from our fans at 301-230-0980. We'll start on line two, Charlie in College Park. What's up, Charlie? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Charlie. I generally agree with everything you've said so far. Um, I want to offer the the perspective of the player, as you you were just talking about, Pete. as much as I love this game, I've been playing this game, I played the game from age 12 to age 36. I played semi-pro ball. The athletes know when they go out on the field, or they should know, you're one play away from something like that happening. I talk to people in the street all the time when I'm walking my dogs about the ridiculous salaries and the state of the game and the corruption, this and that. I believe in all that. The money these guys make and the fame they get, especially the young guys, is so attractive that you put things like what happened last night out of your mind. If you're the athlete at that level and it doesn't make really much difference to sport, you can't think about that possibility when you go out on the field. As soon as you start thinking about that, you've got to get off the field. You know, Brian Mitchell's talked about this a lot. It is part of the game. Nobody wants to think about it. It's brutal. It's savage. But those of us who have played it to any kind of level, and I still, I love it. I have delusional thinking about if Washington offered me a contract to run down on special teams for 100K, I'd sign. I said, where do I sign? That's delusional thinking, but that's how much I love the game. It's not entertainment to those people. Now, some of the younger guys it may be, especially after the big touchdowns and blah, 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 that makes me sick. But you can't think about those possibilities when you kick that ball off or get off the field. I'm not justifying it. They shouldn't have played the game anymore. But that can happen any time. I watched Dale Stingley go down against Jack Tatum years ago. I watched Chuck Hart die on the field. I watched Tony Canigliano get beamed in baseball. It really doesn't make any difference about the sport. Think about hockey with a puck flying around at 100, over 100 miles an hour. Yeah, I mean, it, no if doubt. If you don't get hurt, don't play the game. That's the, Brian Mitchell will tell you the same thing. Thanks, guys. Charlie, appreciate it. Remember, uh, I think he was, he was talking about Chuck Hughes. Chuck Hughes is the uh, Detroit Lions wide receiver, passed away in 1971. Remember, Clint Malarchuk got uh, an artery cut on the side of his neck mm-hmm. from a skate blade. Just arbitrary. I mean, dirt, bad luck during the course of a game, and the guy's bleeding all over the ice, and you're like, you know, they cut an artery. That That could have been. I wasn't there that night, but I was in Buffalo at the time, and I mean, Nobody thought Clint Malarchuk was going to live. Yeah, I mean, just insane. I mean, the bad luck that occurs um, where a skate blade gets the the goalie on the side of the neck. Let's go to line one. Mark in Landover Hills. What's up, Mark? Top of the day to you, gentlemen, as usual. Hey, Hey, Mark, how are you? 
Hey, man, everything's great. Hey, guys, I just wanted to say it sure is nice to hear you, Rooster, and sure is nice to hear you, Pete, demonstrating what really good civility you guys have. And it does make a difference, guys. Thanks, and Mark. Told, Appreciate you. Hey, man, I told Matt, man, and I mean this, Pete, is that's why the Minister of Fairness will always be important in this world, and you got to be around, my friend. And that's coming from another Anacostia flat man. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thanks, hey, thanks, guys. Mark. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you what, fellas. That's a bitter pill to swallow, man. I don't have a TV. I listen to you guys and listen to games on the radio. And I will tell you, man, it's a lot different. It's a lot different. But still, man, it affected me just like that guy that you guys talked to from Arlington that was there. Mm -hmm. I will tell you right now that the gentleman that you guys referred to earlier, and thank you, Rooster, that is on ESPN that seems to think he's one of these new wave guys where the world revolves around him. He'd better remember that gentleman that was laying on that field last night because there's nobody in this world where the world revolves around them. And there's some other fellas that better remember that too. And hey, man, and as far as mental toughness and mental everything, I think these folks after last night should go talk to a gentleman named Jack Tatum and see what he thinks about it because I, I can guarantee you that Mr. Jack Tatum and probably his teammate Willie Brown would have a whole lot to tell you about it if they're still around and how you should respect one another and love your family and everybody on this planet. And, hey, guys, thanks a lot, man, and little things do mean a, mean a lot. Appreciate you, Mark, yeah. uh, as always. Uh, listen, I, I would just say this just in summation. I know there's a tough guy mentality and you have to dig deep and you have to find a reserve, and, and these guys are professionals and they'll play their next game this Sunday. They'll play their next game. Some of the Bills players, a bunch, went home back to Buffalo last night, uh, presumably on the team plane. I don't know exactly how that 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 worked. I think they probably did that because they had some level of assurance that he that he was going to be okay. But I don't know that. But let's not, you know, I'm trying to be as delicate as I can. Let's not say if anybody is not emotionally or mentally ready to play in their next game this weekend, that they're soft or that they're not a warrior or that they're not a competitor or that, you know, they're not tough enough or anything like that. Let's not, you know, this is a different world and a different society that we live in. And it's also one filled with common sense. We have to understand that this affects more than just the Hamlin family, obviously, and Damar, and that's number one. But it also mentally and emotionally affects everyone that was on that field last night. No doubt about it. 301-230-0980. More of your perspectives on Damar Hamlin going down last night in the Monday Night Football Contest. As uh, we continue to take your calls at 301-230-0980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Your perspectives on last night. I mean, and think about how quickly things change. You know, we go watch. I mean, I, I watch people in youth football. Okay, I, I watch people a lot of Saturdays in youth football, uh, helping out with Jeff Porter at Anne Arundel County Recreation and Parks. You know, Jeff, Sue Hamilton, myself, Demetrius Ballard, Jason Clark, and the rest, of the, Chris Sexton, the rest of the AAYFA board members. You know, we watch people act a fool out there. Uh, you know, last night there were people, you know, online saying, oh, you know, less people are going to play football. You know, 
yeah, maybe one one hundredth of a percent. Maybe one one hundredth of a percent of people walk away from youth football after watching that last night or high school football. But I I promise you, if you if you watch any of these these parents and certainly their kids, which follow their parents' lead, yeah, maybe one one hundredth of the population is going to walk away from football after seeing uh, that type of play occur last night. These people have no conscience on Saturdays when they're out there watching their kids play with the, you know, uh, the amount of um, enthusiasm, both positive and negative, that they apply to it. I promise you, it's going to be one one hundredth of the population that walks away from football after seeing something uh, occur like that last night. But also at the same time, you know, and many of our folks in the high schools know this because remember, there are far few fields, except when we do play at high school facilities, that have an AED available. You don't have those available for youth football, youth lacrosse. Say it, say it. You know, kid sets up a wall and then gets hit by a free kick right in the chest. It's it's certainly it's possible that that can happen uh, in a situation um, like that. Let's try and squeeze a phone call in here. Let's go to line four. AP's on the line. What's up, AP? Pete, Russ, what's going on, man? What up, AP? Hey, so I'm I'm sitting here watching Undisputed right now, and uh, Skip's co-host isn't there with him right now. He he isn't present this morning, so I wonder if that has something to do with, with Skip's post. Wait, so but, um, mean, just... meaning Shannon Sharp, a former NFL yeah. football player, and a, and, a, yep. and a really good one, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he's not yep. on the sh- he's not on the show. So that could be a protest to what mm-hmm. Skip said. Hmm. Interesting. We don't. Mm-hmm. Kn- I, I guess we don't know that for sure. But that is certainly interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He said. He said Skip would be or Shannon would be there tomorrow. But uh, I sat there watching, and I'll be quick because I think I got a lot of calls. I sat there watching for about ten fifteen minutes of him trying to do his best to, I guess, clarify or justify his tweet. But not once did I hear, you know, what I said yesterday was very tone deaf. It may have offended people. And I'm sorry. I was wrong or, you know, I I felt my tweets were taken out of context. And I just want to make sure that I clear that up. And if anyone still feels that my words were wrong, then for that, I apologize. Like, come on, man. Like, you know, you're a journalist. You're, you're a public figure. Like, does anybody – where are his reps that can at least write that for him, even if you don't mean it, dude? Like, come on. But real quick, man, Pete, Russ, and myself. Look, man, we love some good food, man. We love Roman Rooster. We love steaks. We love seafood. We mm. love it all, man. Mm. And, man, I could tell you at 35 – I'd be saying to myself, like, man, what are you doing? I, I, it's like that little voice inside you just watching. You just eat all the things that you know you shouldn't eat, but it's just so good. But all I can say to y'all, man, look, health is wealth. You know, I just gave – well, I just – I didn't give birth, but I just welcomed my new son into the world. Oh, congratulations. And yeah, yeah, uh, December 16th, man. But um, There's nothing like it, man. I can tell you, I can tell you that being yeah. a parent, there's nothing like it, and that's why you feel for Demar Hamlin's parents who are at the game, and all of a sudden, right. in a split second, that, they go from watching their kid play to literally riding exactly. in an ambulance with him, watching him fight for his life. Exactly, and you know, this is just a wake up call to all of us, man. Like this guy's healthy, he's an athlete, he's strong, he's in the gym, all that good stuff. He, you know, he, he's out there hitting. And like I said, God forbid, man. I, I just really hope this guy yeah. can just live to see another day. It can happen to anyone at any place, at any time, uh, and young, old, in shape, not in shape, all of that. AP, matter. congratulations, buddy, uh, on uh, the addition to your family. We appreciate you as always. Get to more of your calls coming up and touchdown at 10. By the way, Bill's Mafia is amazing, and other fans last night who usually chip in. Uh, reading in front office sports, DeMar Hamlin, you know, when he started his his Chasing M's Foundation, uh, you know, 
which is a toy drive for children that were hit hardest by the pandemic. He was hoping to raise $2,500. Following his injury last night, as of this morning, the charity has received donations with over $3 million from nearly 130,000 donors. I mean, again, there are a lot of bad people in our world. We read about it all the time, especially around here where we live. But there are also a heck of a lot of good people in the world, and many of them are Buffalo Bills fans. And mm-hmm. whenever something like this rises to the occasion, whether it's their team or someone else's, mm-hmm. they rise to the occasion all the time. It's certainly a unique fan base. 301-230-0980. More of your calls next right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.